Praise the Lord, church. My question for you today is, what does love got to do with it? The tragedies that are taking place all over this world is sickening my heart, just to be truthful with you. To be truthful, I'm not even over that demon-possessed man executing that five-year-old baby in the head. Now, as horrible as it was on today's PowerCast, I want to ask a very simple question, and I want to take a few minutes to meditate on the Bible's view of sin. The massive pandemic that few of us truly understand, and I've asked you the question again, what does love got to do with it? Praise the Lord, saints, and welcome to the Powerhouse Radio Network. I'm Brother Wade, the Outspoken One, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. You can contact me here at the Powerhouse Radio Network by stopping us right here at Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. That's Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. you have a prayer request, go ahead and shoot it over to us at Pray at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. So for the thousands upon thousands listening, for the millions around the world, our Skype is up and running. The chatterings are chatting. Brothers and sisters, let's get ready to PowerCast! Romans 5 and 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and so death spread to all men, because all sin. When Adam sinned, Sin entered into the entire human race. His sin brought death to the world, and it spread like a wildfire, church. No living human being is is untouched. A quick scan of new sites illustrates this very point. We are part of a homicidal society that has overtaken this planet. Sin rages through this world, and it affects every single one of us. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. Riots are destroying our cities as people's hearts are growing colder and colder. And church, I don't know what to do. I'm proclaiming to you today that your only safe place is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, church. It's so equally important to realize that there's no guarantee of refuge in this life. The only assurance that any of us ever have is the hope of that of our salvation, church. When our race is over and we dance in his presence, only then will we know that we are truly safe. Now, church, here's a fact for you to jack from the outspoken one. The only way that we will ever change the calamities that are taking place around us is to make the change within ourselves. It is only when we accept change can change happen. Society must be born again and it must be filled with the Holy Ghost because that's our only hope, church. It is for this reason that God has me to proclaim to the world that we all must be become born-again Christians. We all must accept Jesus because Jesus Christ is our only safety zone. He should be our everything, church. That's the problem with the world today is that most people don't even know who he is. He's our only safety zone that we ever will need, church. I wish somebody could say amen. 
A study of Bible history will prove that oftentimes human tragedy is almost always followed by a miracle. You could call it a supernatural transformation, if you will. God is not a respecter of persons. What he did for them, he will do for us, church. It's time for a supernatural transformation of our hearts. Amid all this evil, a revival has got to take place as this world has ever seen. It's got to take place. The word of God says it will take place. And oh, Jesus, please revive this world. Church, in the same fashion that God used a humble servant named Noah to bring about a new existence, he will use us, church. The same God that delivered his children from the hands of the Egyptian slave masters using those ten plagues, he's about to deliver you and I. Church, I'm talking about the God that is about to open the eastern skies. I'm talking about our holy God, church. He's about to come to get his children, and we better be ready. The book of Revelation tells me so, church. He will bring not only judgment, but he's going to bring that eternal kingdom that oh so how I'll look forward to. Church, as a result of such a lack of love, or maybe I should say a great need for more love in today's society, I, the outspoken apostolic, feels the need today, church, that we have got to put the issue on the table that we need more love in this world. Why can't there be more love? The lack of true love is taking our society down a dark path, a, a, a path that none of us really want to go down. People today seem to be confused as what love truly is. The confusion is causing division among us, not only here in America, but it's happening all across the planet. Now, for the sake of comparison, I feel like we need to start our discussion with the world's opinion of love. Now, church, before I became the outspoken apostolic, I, I, now, I'm ashamed to admit this now, but I loved worldly music. I was raised up with the 80s hair bands and stuff like that. But one of my favorite singers of that time was a lady that most of you probably have heard of, and her name was Tina. And she sang a song, What's Love Got to Do With It? That was my question today. What's love got to do with it? In the second verse of that song, she said, What's love but a second-hand emotion? Saints, that's a miserable, distasteful view of what true love is. Now, meanwhile, for you and I to truly know what love's got to do with it, we need to go way back in time. Now, church, there's a problem in the world today. And unfortunately, it seems to have the planet has no idea what love is. So today, I want to travel back. I want to travel back to when love began. And we go back all the way to Genesis. Genesis 1, to be more precise, verse 27. The word says, God created humankind 
in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now let's go over to the New Testament. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. And we all should know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, church, to put it another way, God's love for us is universal. No matter what color of skin you may have, do you hear what I'm saying right here? No matter the color of skin that you have, it doesn't even matter if you're as pretty as I am. God loves you, church. He loves every single one of his creations. Every single one of us was created in his image. It doesn't matter if we're saint or sinners, short or tall, big or fat, skinny or whatever, God loves us, each and every one of us. Romans 2 and 11 says, For there's no partiality with God. James 2 and 9 says, But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Now let me stop here for a second. Do you see what that says? But if you show partiality, you are committing a sin. Let me give you a little news from the outspoken one. If you're a racist, you are a sinner. You want to know if you can hate somebody for the color of their skin? You want to know if you can hate somebody, dislike somebody because they're white or black or purple or green? Right there's the word of God. The word of God tells us you cannot show partiality. We've got to love everybody. Look at Romans 5 and 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Church, with this in mind, ask yourself, are you willing to make a sacrifice? Saints, a time is coming when you will come face to face with Jesus. And is it that time that you must be willing to make your sacrifice? No matter what some wolf and sheep clothing tells you, you need to put forth an effort in your own salvation. You must work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You must have love in your heart, and you must start acting on it today, church. You must be obedient to the one true living God, the kind of obedience that allows you to put forth your love into action for the glory of God, church. We all know this wonderful song. It says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Church, I don't think you can put it any better than that. First John 4 and 20 says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Church, 
You cannot be a racist. You cannot hate somebody because of their color, because of their origin, because of where they're at, because of their nationality, because of anything. You've got to love everyone. I can't put it any better than that. Look what Luke 10, 27 says. And he answered you, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Church, this verse must be remembered. Every commandment in God's word rests on this one commandment right here. Your obedience to this verse shows you have realized the love of God in your life. And from there, you will be on a great new journey, church, a wonderful journey with a new life in Christ. Psalms 119, and it reads like this, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statues. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. I shall give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I shall keep your statues. Do not forsake me utterly. Church, when you feel as you have nothing else to give, give love. I believe it was Victor Hugo that said you cannot give without loving, but no man can love without giving. When you have a true love for Jesus, it becomes a natural duty to give him love. You love him with every fiber that is in your soul, church. Your heart, your mind, your soul aches for his very presence. With this love, it's easy to love your neighbor. Church, God is love, and without God, there is no love. First John and 4 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, for which you have heard that is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Church, 
When you come to know who Jesus really is, your life will be blessed. When you repent of your sins and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what the word says. Love becomes a natural part of our lives. John 4 and 23 says, But an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Now, church, given these points, if you have truly given your life to Christ, your light, your love must be shining. Let the love of God flow throughout your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. You must understand, church, love is not some afterthought. Love should be a priority in your life. Your love must be demonstrated. You must act upon it. You must live for it. You must demonstrate the love of God, church. If you're not doing these things, your love doesn't mean a thing. Church, without delay, I beg you, I'm pleading with you to search your heart. Ask yourself a question. Am I showing the love? Church, I pray that God's word has pricked somebody's heart today. Why don't you find yourself an altar? Why don't you ask God to become real in your life, to reveal your shortcomings, and to use you to shower his love on somebody's life today? Church, Tina asked the question, what's love got to do with it? God answered everything. Church, I'm the outspoken apostolic on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you safe. God bless everybody. This is Brother Stephen Spiegel, and you're listening to the Outspoken Apostolic on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Well, church, the time has run out on us today. Thank you for spending just a few minutes of your time in studying and discussing God's holy word. If you have any need that you need us to pray for, please do not hesitate to send us an email at apostolictalking at powerhouseradionetwork.com. Apostolic Talking without the G. My name is Brother Wade, and me and the staff here at Powerhouse Radio Network are also available for Christian counseling if you find yourself in need. Please visit our webpage at powerhouseradionetwork.com for the latest apostolic talking news, all of Brother Wade's preachings, teachings, and engagements, and of course, previous PowerCast, our weekly rants, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies, and of course, our sermons. May God bless you and keep you safe. Powerhouse. Radio Network.